0: Hello and welcome to this podcast series where we ponder on God's personhood. I'm your host, Natalia, and we're in conversation with Pastor Jeremy. If you've missed the first two episodes, the link of the playlist will be in the description box. But a quick recap, uh, we focused on Yahweh and spoke in depth about El Shaddai and Jehovah Jireh. So today, uh, how are you doing, Pastor Jeremy?
1: Hi, Nat. Good to be back with you. And uh, we want to remind ourselves why we're doing this. We want to go to a deep place of faith of spiritual life and of peace with god as we prepare through the lent season through these weeks and days as we approach easter and good friday we want to not just celebrate a festival or a special day in the life of the church but to be personally renewed and refreshed so that when we get to the cross on good friday and when we think on the resurrection on easter morning it really means something to us, and there is a fresh beginning of sorts, a rebooting of sorts. So yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing testimonies from people who have taken this seriously and gone the distance to allow minds and hearts to be focused, to pay attention, to meditate, to think. And as we do that, we are choosing to think on the names of God, and that's why uh, I'm really looking forward to what people will have to say in response to this.
0: I know we're mid-series, but we'd love to hear what you've been thinking. You can write to us at pscjeremy@gmail.com at gmail.com or even comment uh, on the description box below if you're watching this on YouTube. So what are we looking at today?
1: Today our name for God is Jehovah Rafa. Next time I want to look at Jehovah Nissi. And uh, before we go forward with these names, I want to just bring it to our knowledge, bring it to the forefront that We say names because we identify God as that. And we even call him that, perhaps, in our prayer. But these are really not names. This is not the name of God. This is more the title of God, titles that are given to him in terms of his role, in terms of his relationship to us, where you say, God is my righteousness, God is my strength. God is my refuge. That is what he is. And you could call him. And a lot lot of the times, you know, the, the Hebrew word or the Greek word or the Aramaic word would actually have within that name the function. So a lot of the times, because those names were functionary and they were descriptive of a characteristic, they became a name. But actually, if you look at it in English, it's the Lord heals. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord restores my soul kind of thing. So I just want to put it out there that God does not have many, many names. So if there's any of you thinking, you know, see, there's so many names God is called by. Well, that's not what we're talking about. We know one God, the God of heaven, Adonai, the Lord of heaven, creator of heaven and earth. And he is known by many names in relationship to us and how we have come to experience him. In that regard, let's look at the one for today, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, what a beautiful name. It means the Lord who heals, the Lord who heals. And as I was looking at this, I found, you know, nobody actually called him Jehovah Rapha or called him by that. In this one regard, in this one instance, God himself takes that name. He says, I am your healer, Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. He says, I am the Lord who heals you. And that is so reassuring as we think about the character of God and the power of God. He could heal but not want to. He can want to heal but not be able to. But God is both able and willing. And he declares himself as a God who heals. That immediately allows for us to reach out to him in different aspects of our life, perhaps in sickness and infirmity, where the psalmist says in 41 verse 3, says, The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him in his sick bed. So whether it's real sicknesses and infirmities and diseases, God is the one who calls health, calls strength out of the weak. There's also healing in the whole psychological and spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, when we're all messed up, Psalm 23, verse 3 says, He restores my soul. He restores my soul. There's a wholeness that God brings us back to. There is a completion or a perfection that God brings us back to when we are messed up. Sickness and infirmity, there are physical ailments, illnesses, but there's also spiritual and psychological brokenness. And God heals that too. And sometimes it is a process, sometimes it's in a second God just fixes it. But the psalmist says in verse 3 of uh, Psalm 23, he says, He restores my soul. And he he takes it from the whole motif of a shepherd and a, and a sheep, where the shepherd goes to work on the sheep and, and lays the sheep down in green pastures and leads it beside still waters, everything to calm the sheep and to relax the sheep so that Essentially, the shepherd could look at the wound and uh, fix what is wrong with the sheep. And trust me, a lot of things go wrong with sheep. I like the invitation in Hosea chapter 6, verse 1. He says, come, come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. Isn't that just beautiful? Hosea chapter 6, verse 1, he says, Come, let us return to the Lord. We're talking about a nation that was constantly running away from God, constantly wavering and straying from their shepherd. And God says to Hosea, Hosea, you're going to experience this firsthand. I'm going to give you a wife who is constantly unfaithful so that you get a feel of what it's like and you're going to go after her and you're going to bring her back to yourself so that you know what I feel like constantly with this nation, this people. So you have Hosea with a heart full of compassion. He, he appeals to his crowd and he says, come, let us return to the Lord. And then he says two things. He says, torn us, he will heal us, injure us, and he will bind up our wounds. This is where God himself allows injury. God himself allows affliction so that we may return to Him. So there's a cycle there. We, we go away from Him. He allows us to get hurt. And then we come back to Him. And then He heals us. Like I said, it's not always physical. It's not always illness. Sometimes it's emotional. And one of my all-time favorite verses is right here in Psalm 147, verse 3. It says, He heals the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted and He binds up their wounds. Because in every situation, God has an answer. In every situation, God understands what we are going through. And he doesn't despise the fact that we are weak and broken. He does not dismiss the fact that we also need emotional care. We also need the care for our feelings. So I love it when he says he heals the brokenhearted. Because every second person is brokenhearted about something or the other. Then there is anxiety. How about anxiety? How about worry? John 14 this is a New Testament passage. Jesus says to his disciples, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not the kind of peace the world gives, because the world does give some kind of peace. But I'm going to give you peace that passes all understanding. So let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be shaky. Let it not be disturbed. Let it not be anxious. Let it not be worried. Let it not be afraid. Peace I leave with you. So God doesn't just take away our fears and a troubled heart. He restores and replaces that with peace. He overpowers what was troubling our hearts. He overpowers what was scaring us or what was causing anxiety. And he replaces it with peace that dispenses wisdom and an understanding and ability to look to God in those situations that once worried us or troubled us. Let's go back to the Old Testament, Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 6. He says, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. It will, I will heal my people, he says. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. So why do we give God a name? Because he's like that. He does that. He's like that to us. He's available to us in that regard. He's someone who brings peace and joy and strength to us. And where there is brokenness, He heals. Where there is a, where there's suffering, He heals. Whatever damage life causes us, God heals. He is therefore Jehovah Rapha. And the best part of it is He's saying, I'm your healer. I'm your healer. I'm here because I know you're broken. A lot of the times when we have a problem, we can go running to God. But what happens when you can't go running to God? What happens when you're too sick to go running to God or your legs are broken so you can't go running to God? You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, when, when, when you're incapable to come to Him, then you need Him to come to you. And that's Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord. I come, I heal you. I, I look for you. I, I lead you besides still waters. I lay you down in green pastures and I restore your soul. As we continue to think about Easter and Good Friday and as we prepare our hearts, we walk with someone who walks tall, who leads us through difficult situations, but also leads us into green pastures. He may injure us for a moment. He may hold back protection for a moment. But it's only so that he can restore us and heal us yet again. Let me leave you with this. He heals the brokenhearted. What's the prayer you want to be praying to God today? What's the prayer you want to be praying for Him to do during this period so that when you come to Easter Sunday, you're going to be healed. You're going to be sorted by that time. You're going to be able to enjoy the resurrection, not just the fact that Jesus died for you. So recognizing God as Jehovah Rapha offers hope and comfort to believers in times of physical, emotional, and spiritual illness. God is the ultimate healer, capable of bringing restoration and wholeness. Trusting in his healing power fosters faith and preserves prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you are our healer. Thank you that you are able to heal what others have broken. You're able to heal what we break and you're able to heal even what you break. There's always mercy at the end of this journey. There's always hope. And Father, even even when you have to break us and even when you have to against your own will, have to allow us to go down that path of obstinance and stubbornness. And you allow us to have our way and we come back limping and broken to you. You then heal. So Father God, praying on behalf of the one listening to me right now, I ask that you search and you find that tear, that ligament tear, that tissue tear, that heart tear and heal, O oh God. Because until we are healed, we are not going to be able to worship right. We're not going to be able to testify right. There's got to be a healing, and then there'll be a testimony. And some of us have learned to live with our hurts and, and our struggles and our sicknesses, and we've we've come to embrace them and even made it part of our identity. Break us out of that, Lord. Give us hope that we don't have to live with that and that we can heal and we can move on and we cannot allow it to define who we are and how we live. So hear the heart that cries out to you today and heal in Jesus' name.
0: Let's continue to think on those lines as we lead up to the Resurrection Sunday. Thank you so much for joining in. Don't forget to subscribe if you still haven't and we'll see you in the next podcast.